got two fish in in May at the beginning of May, and the last fish I hooked was a huge double figure fish, and I actually lost him. And I was just like, this is it. This is the start of the season. It was, I think it was like the, the 7th of May and hooked him up at Howley's in East Mayo. And I was like, this is it. The spring, the spring run is on the way and the grills won't be long after like, but it just didn't materialize after that. So didn't mind at the time, but after that, looking back, I was just like, gosh, I wish I landed that fish. Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. Despite the current doom and gloom, the one thing you can't fault salmon anglers and especially younger salmon anglers is their enthusiasm for the sport. Johnny Casey and Yamal Turkoman were two recent guests whose love of salmon was infectious and likewise this week's guest Keno Boyle who fishes on the Moy and own more regularly throughout the season and is no stranger to landing salmon, judging by his videos on social media, joins us on this week's show. Keen tells us about his fishing exploits as well as some of his tips for consistent catches. Plus, he has some thoughts on getting young people into the sport as well. First, Tom, I finally made it to Carob for 2023 after a few failed goes. Yeah, good man, Dara. Yes, it it finally happened. Uh, We were talking about this inaugural annual Ireland on the Fly Day out. Well, yesterday it finally happened and we got out. It was great, Dara, wasn't it? It was. We should. I don't know. Should we open it up to the members like next year or something like that? You know what I mean? The Ireland on the fly community and see what madness happens. <laughs> you know, there's an idea. Now there's an idea. Uh, we might as well let the sequel be out. We had great notions yesterday. Great notions. We had mics and everything. We were going to record everything. And you know what happened? The lure the fishing took over, didn't it, Darren? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So just for context for people, so I had great ideas. I said, we're going to record, the, we're going to bring the mics down, the clip-on mics. We're going to record the fishing day. It's going to be a brilliant episode. You're going to hear the waves. You're going to hear the f- catching the fish. <laughs> and then we get to the water and the mics aren't working. <laughs> okay, now, yeah, actually, I've forgotten that. So really, due to technical glitches, that held that up. Now, we but, did have a spare set. We did have a spare set. And by way of context, I've worked in radio and audio for 20 years. So you'd think I know what I'm doing <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> And we're at the lake, we're at the water side, and I just said, "Affect this. <laughs> Let's go fishing." And out we went. And out we went. And you were like, "Oh, I think because you were saying, oh, that look, the you know the the sun's going to be coming out now. You know, by lunchtime, we got to be get out fishing." So we 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 <laughs> we went out, and I was like, uh, "The sun's still not out yet. Let's keep fishing." I <laughs> uh, maybe I might okay. just keep keep on going. And then at lunch, we said we we're going to do it at lunch. And um, <laughs> then we'd had our cup of tea. We had a lovely lunch on Inchigil, which if any anglers have never got onto, it's just a fantastic island. And um, so we just finished the cup of tea and we looked out and um, I said, you know, there's still a cloud. You know what we'll do? I said, we'll go out while there's still a cloud and we'll come back <laughs> in again later on. The, I have another cup of tea. And of course, you know, that never happened. Uh, um, it was great but, fishing. Yeah, great fishing. Yeah, it, was, it was great, but it was great as well. See, I mean, and it does happen. When the sun did come out, it was a day of two halves. Yeah. When the sun did come out, how it slowed everything up. Now, we still had action, not as much, but really just goes to show how much you could see it quite clearly how much conditions dictate yeah. how you'll do. Yeah, and, and just the different types between pulling wets and then onto mm. the dries in the afternoon mm. and um, me not doing so well on the dries. Well, the dries is funny, like, I had to laugh when you start off the drive. Went, God, you know, this is this is really easy compared to 
you know, compared to pulling, because, you know, it's just so relaxed. And then after 20 <laughs> minutes, like at this stage, Dara hadn't taken his eyes off the flies. He was peeled. There was no conversation. Like, don't talk <laughs> like, to me. Just, don't talk to me. Yeah, don't, 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 don't. He mesmerized the flies. He goes, you know, you have to concentrate a lot on these. <laughs> well, you caught. You caught. I, I caught on the dry, dry. Caught in the wet. Caught in the dry. Um, yeah. But message or the what I did learn was don't try and tell a long story in the middle yeah. of uh, a drift on a dry because I was about to. I think I was about to hit the punchline. You were and... just about to hit the punchline, <laughs> and the fish hit you. <laughs> and as you kept reminding me, that was a good fish. You know, that was a good fish. No, actually, I you just messed, you messed no, that just one up. Say, I just want to say here. That actually was a good fish to turn out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I think I messed that one up. <laughs> yeah, but let's 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 also say as well, you got a lovely fish. One of the fish you got on the wets was an absolute cracker earlier. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. I might put it up. I might put it up on social media. I'll see. I don't know. Ah, yeah. I think so. I no, it was great now. And the first ten, first time, I think it was ten years, I said, since the last time I was on Carob. So it was when you came up the and you did the interview the documentary and you interviewed my dad. Yeah. And that's yeah. 10 years like so yes so let this be an inaugural one yes let let the invasion of Cairo from the Ireland on the fly uh, community begin well we've already said because the microphones weren't working that you're going to have to come back up and do it again exactly so. I know it's going to happen the next time anyway but <laughs> they won't work so that was a great day so thank you Tom and uh, yeah highly recommend you're a good guys you know what you're doing Oh, does that listening. sound like a plug? Does that sound like a plug? On Anybody's listening? <laughs> no, without blowing smoke, um, I have to say you're an excellent guide and teacher and communicator. So, uh, yes, it made the joy, oh. made the day uh, all the better. So, uh, and you put me on fish, so I can't complain. Oh, well, well, Joe Dara, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Well, I tell you what, look, let's get back to this week's guest and Salmon Fly Anger, Keen O'Boyle. And Tom, again, a bit like kind of Johnny and Yamal, there's just the enthusiasm for the sport. He's yeah. only 23. Yeah. Everything <laughs> between his college career, his job seemed to kind of revolve around when he could get out fishing. <laughs> yeah, like it's almost as if, uh, first of all, yeah, the enthusiasm, that just hits you. But back to what you said, like the career path, you know, almost like, you know, it's funny. It's coincidentally fits in with fishing, but, you know, you know, uh, absolutely great. Um, it's fantastic to talk to him. And, you know, I'm um, you, you put me onto his Instagram, uh, his uh, social media site. And some of the videos are fantastic. They're really good. Um, fantastic. Interesting as well. Like he also said as well, like after last week's one, where we're talking to Connor Arnold, you know, He's is aware of what's happening with Salmon and how much more time he has to put in now, which I thought was a very interesting point uh, to get fish. But it, it still hasn't stopped him going fishing. Like he's, you know, when he gets a chance, he's off there. Yeah, and it has to be said, like he fishes mainly the own moor. It's the consistency, and, and what he says, it's just the consistency, you know, um, yeah. in terms of just trying to get out, do what you're doing, and just consistency to do it. Um, but yeah, he does make the point, like before, like maybe you could go out. In a couple, in a, a short session of a couple of hours, and you'll you know mm. catch a fish or two. Now he says you have to be at it the whole day. Yeah, was not very interesting. Yeah, so yeah. you know it does admit it. Like, but it was nice because, like, in fairness, we had a great response to the Connor Arnold episode. Um, people were really, really um, complimentary, and you know, I suppose just saying, look, it's great to hear somebody like of Connor's experience just saying it as it is because it needs to be said, and um, because a lot of anglers are seeing what 
you know, Connor is seeing as well. So I think just to kind of the light in the shade, maybe, you know, this week it's, it's keen, it's the enthusiasm, it's the younger generation. He is catching yeah. fish, but it's bloody hard. It's bloody hard. Yeah. And I think that's very true. Like while, while there was a stark reality of Connor's, well, you know, we don't want to dampen everybody's, you know, enthusiasm and outlook, you know? So, and I think it's, it's, it's like a, like a little bit of an antidote to the reality of what Connor was saying to hear uh, Keen going on and just, you know, his enthusiasm is battling on and he's, he's gone out there anyway. Let's hear from Keen now. And Tom, you first asked him uh, about um, how he got into salmon angling. There wouldn't be a whole lot of salmon fishing. Like in my, in my immediate family, I wouldn't really have any, um, anyone who like fishes. Um, but my aunt is married into the Gannon. So in Gannon's fishery on the river Moy. Right. Uh, so I would always been immersed in that sort of um, growing up. I would all, like would have always went over to the B and B, um, there, and there would have been hundreds of fishermen. Um, yeah. So the the fishing stories and all that you, I would have heard throughout those years would have like they couldn't have not got me into fishing. Like so, um, guilty suppose, by association. Yeah. 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 I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. No, I've I've a brother that's older than me, and he had the same experience I did, and he doesn't have any interest in fishing. So it's funny the way it goes. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. So your brother was going over to the aunts as well, yeah, as well as you. Uncles, um, yeah, you, this, you picked up, yeah, uncles. Yeah, um, yeah, he got the first salmon before me, and after that day, I was determined. I was just like, I have to get him someday. Right. So, Camille, what age were you then when you started? Started into the fishing. Um, oh, like I would have been, I would have been like six, I'd say, or seven. Um, right, bubble and fly. This yeah. is another thing, actually. I have to mention on the podcast is bubble and fly on the moi. It's um probably the most sort of underestimated sort of um methods um in in fishing. Really, like it's a lot of it's a lot of people think it's. A beginner methods and this is you know it, it won't catch as many fish as someone with a fly rod but like a lot of the moi like 90 percent of the moi is well, we won't say 90 percent, maybe 70 percent of it is sort of slow slow flowing that's right yeah. deep. it's very a lot of it is canal like isn't it and Almost. everyone likes to think that a fly rod is you know it's delicate presentation and and all that but sometimes on a really camp, on a like when you want to throw a big, like the Moy is a big river, you're going to need sort of a relatively heavy, heavy line. Uh, so if you're if you're throwing a seven, eight or nine weight uh, spay line, you're it's not going to be as delicate or as you're not going to present flies as well as a a big long monofilament leader and a and a tiny little torpedo bubble at the end. Um. But yeah, it's it's like it's one of my favorite methods to to fish. Um, like, but it's no, it's the it's the way you started off, isn't it? It is, yeah. You're like even like the fact that you can be fishing for salmon, but you can also like you can also be fishing for like sea trout at the same time. Like you mm. can, it's and like sometimes like it's a lot of like it's 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 way easier fish cover a lot more, um, particularly on the Moy, obviously. It's it's easier to cover a lot more sort of area because um you can throw a longer line and sometimes too 
on the moai, you might have different currents. And with, when you're throwing a big long line, it's hard to sort of it's hard to sort of keep it sort of the line fishing straight. Like you, you, you tend to have a lot of um, bellies in the line, right. uh, but it's just easier control. Um, it's easier control the bubble and flight for whatever yeah. reason. It's just actually the thin, the thinner diameter. Yeah, line. of course. And there's a thing there that you mentioned on using the bubble to fly, and I'd never thought of this. Yeah. Uh, and basically what you're saying, like on a calm day, you know, chucking out, let's say a nine weight, like causes some disturbance. Yeah, yeah. But, but a far more delicate pr- presentation with your bubble and fly. Like I, I, I'm completely for it. And also as well, I know we're ironing on the fly. We all love our yeah. fly fishing. But, you know, I mean, I think for a lot of things, if, if any method gets people fishing, that's the most important thing. And it was I your like introduction to, think- to it. I like to think of the bubble and fly. Like I don't really hitch for salmon, and I never really got into it. But I like to think as the bubble and fly on the moi as kind of hitching. Um, you're using tiny shrimp flies, and obviously you're fishing on the surface of the water, and it's very visual at times. You can see the V of the salmon coming behind it, and ready to take the fly. Like it's great crack. Um. And you're using like, it depends on whether the river is low or not. Like really, like that's where the, the did you ever hear the fox or trim? Yeah. It's a very dull fly, but when the river is really low and you need, and, 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 and it's moving slower than typically, typically would. Um, that's the type of fly that trigger a, a, a resident fish that's not going to take, say, a, a cascade or, or, or something you're fishing on a fly rod. So what you're talking there, but just back to it. So yeah. you're you're six, seven years of age. Yeah. You are over um, in Gannon's fishery. The Actually, it wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have fished. Um, it would have been the back of the town in, in Foxford where the oh, river right. runs through the town, right? Yeah. That's where everyone, like, it's, it's, it's one sort of special thing about the Moy is this, um, like, particularly there is that that's where everyone in Foxford learns to fish like um and it's it was mainly trout it was it was only really it was only really sort of 10 when I got to 10 that I started fishing for salmon because but it was trout on the bubble and fly from a very early age and it was kind of like mackerel fishing like you're like because like it's where where that situ where that situated that stretch of river. It's just below the where Colin flows into the Moy. So, like you do get a lot of good fish that come down from the lake. Um, uh, so there's a actually a, a there's um a, a fly called the wall fly, and it's a huge hatch there in the Moy in Foxford, and uh, because it's something it. Because obviously there's the, the Foxwood woolen mills, but um, from what I've heard, it's it basically got imported with whatever material came into the wool from a foreign country, and there's huge hatches at night, and that's where I've got the best of like I'm not a trout man, but bubble and fly for trout at night, sea trout, it's it's hard stuff at times, and it might be a tiny fish, but I don't know when they come up, when, when, when you're fishing the bubble and fly and it's when, when, when it's surface action and they come up from, from the depths and turn on it, it just feels, it always feels like a big fish. Um, 
so yeah it's yeah it's it's great crack and um, definitely underestimated as a teenager like you know kind of I suppose when you get that bit older teenage years college years I suppose a lot of the time kind of the fishing fades away for people did you stick yeah. at it were you as, as obsessed with it through there, the- I, I always was obsessed with it but but I suppose when I got to maybe 17 18 when I started getting to that year where you start going to the pub a bit I definitely didn't I, I'd say I only went out a handful of times that season Um probably because I was in transition year and all that. And um, it would have been sort of the, the year where I sort of probably came out of Michelle that way in terms of friends and that. But um, yeah, uh, that, that, that period, I definitely didn't fish as much, but I always, I always had the grow for fishing. Um, I wasn't, it wasn't too long before I was almost fishing every second day of the week for, for fish after that. Like. <laughs> uh, very jealous. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and come here. Tell me, are you out of college or what did you do after I, school? So I done an under, undergrad in geography in Maynooth, and I but I always had the intention of going into primary teaching. So I just finished my undergrad there last September, and now I'm doing a, a master's in primary teaching. So I'm doing that now. I'm actually doing it remotely, so it's worked well in terms of spring fishing. Uh, so yeah, living, living in the summer. It's, Good it's, man it's, yourself. It's 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 picked. It's the work has picked up a bit uh, during the summer. So I'm kind of limited. Uh, I'm debating whether I should want to work again tomorrow because I have a deadline coming up soon. So uh, when's the deadline? It's it's the twenty. It's the twenty first of August. But Go for um, it does. It, yeah. It, 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 it it always seems far in the distance, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it yeah, it comes fast when it does. Um, how did you manage actually? So you were in Maynooth for what three years, was it? Three years, yeah, yeah. So did you get much fishing done when you were down there? Like, oh, like I would have, I would have never fished until um, June or July. Anyways, like even when I was like, like I'm surrounded by rivers. Like when I was in school. And um, particularly because of football and all that too, as well, I would have never really fished till um, till June and July. Um, I think April, mid mid April was the earliest I've ever got a salmon, um, because that was the first year I fished. I was in transition year, so obviously I had plenty of spare time. I was fishing for springers there. Just the Easter break coincided; it was just the, the right time. And uh, that was the earliest salmon I got. Like, I think it's Gaston King because every reference point is is in relation to the fishing, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the undergrads, yeah. the post, the postgrad, whatever. Like the yeah. Easter break and transition year. <laughs> yeah. Oh you know, yeah. With your first springer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's literally yeah. That's that's uh, that's the last few years, anyways. Yeah, it's the uh, fishing. And, and, and so to be she you've tied that well though. So when you're a teacher, you have the summer off, so you'd be able to go fishing for the summer then. Yeah, I, I, I get jived. I get jived a lot. I get jived a lot for that, to be fair. Uh, a lot Can of I just like, add oh, yeah. because nobody sees the video of this, but on hearing that, a big smile broke out in Keen's face. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's it's always something, it's always something I wanted to do. You're like an inter-county GA player, you know what I mean? They stay in college for as long as possible, get a teacher's <laughs> job, keep playing inter-county, you know? That's, that's it, yeah, 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 actually, yeah. 
um do you do have you have you did you ever do any guiding or any interested in the kind of professional side of it like i've never no i've never really taken anyone like out officially guiding um i've went out for someone for an hour or two and showed them how to fish the basics and that tied them up cast and all that i've never actually um got into the, the whole guiding business um if anything actually um even though i do a lot of fishing uh, and I'm pretty knowledgeable on it. Like there's, um, I do like there's Paddy McDonald. He was on the podcast there. I'd love to go for a day with him on the mile. Like there's always more to learn. I, I feel relatively young, um, as at, at my point in life in terms of fishing. Um, so there's a lot to learn from someone like Paddy McDonald or something. I've always made meant to, I never got to do, it, but, um, no, in short, I've never, I never really guided. No. But I have to say, King, kind of what, what, um, like a folly on Instagram and why the reason why I wanted to get in touch was obviously, you know, love chatting to young anglers. And now I know obviously social media can, can skew the, uh, the truth and reality ever so yeah. slightly. But by God, you're catching fish on a regular basis. Uh, I, I and in fairness, and you're, and you're posting the video. So when you're going fishing, are you bringing the GoPro with you? Was it, when did you start I, doing that? Like? I go in now, I, I go through phases phase of it where I might bring it out and sometimes it'll get annoying but um I got a newer GoPro there recently and um it was it's it has a it has a, a hindsight feature so it doesn't mean you have to be going through batteries upon batteries and SD cards. It's so basically it pre-records 30, 30 seconds before you press the button. Brilliant. So it makes things easier. I, I was has, wondering about that because I've watched um, because Dara sent me the link and I see when you take a fish, when you hit a fish, you go pressing a button. Sometimes it doesn't yeah. work though. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> when I look back at it, I'm just like, oh, uh, that, was, that was a good take at the shade. <laughs> oh, well, the, the couple I've seen, it's worked. It's fantastic. But I didn't yeah. know. Like, well, I, I figured it was something like that, but it's great. Now it's all clarified now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great feature. Yeah, it is. And there's also the, the voice um, recognition. So well, I don't use it anymore because at the start, you, you would hear you would have been hearing me saying, go, go, pro, start recording. And it not working half the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose your generation, um, Keen, like you're so used to digital, you're so used to yeah. social. Like you, Would you think not like you think nothing of just bringing a GoPro recording what you're doing? Like it's um, just that's where you're used to, like, is it? To be no, well, to be fair, I wouldn't be if I go to a concert or something. I'm the last person to take out my phone, and um, I, yeah, no, I wouldn't be. I, that that's one thing that sometimes bugs me is that, yeah, a lot of my friends do always have the phone in their hands, um, but I do, I do actually use the the GoPro for my own like fishing, like like, um, sometimes when I'm in the moment, I. I'm a big d- believer in sort of daydreaming is the best way to catch a fish because sometimes when you're concentrating, <laughs> it, it you're just you're over you're over analyzing things. Uh, so sometimes in the excitement of the moment too, as well, you actually forget exactly where the fish took. Um, so it it works that way too as well. Yeah, it's a handy handy record. Like like you'd be looking back over, going, okay, so that's where that's yeah. where it is. Okay, yeah, that's a good way of doing it actually. Yeah. It's it's not just for social media purposes. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's the thing. It's just it's literally just um, 
it's just somewhere to put them that you can look back on. And yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't be big into the social media, but um, I've no, I've made a lot of friends through it. That's kind of what I do because, like, it's particularly where I'm from, like, um, like not many people, as I said, not many people my age fish, like, so, um, like, the like, likes of Yamo and Johnny, you were on the podcast, um, and David O'Hagan, I've met them through, through, Facebook and Instagram, and I actually I actually introduced them to the to the likes of Owen Moore, um, because I think, um, I think they were down on the Moy, and it was it was a washout, and I just said to fish fish the Owen Moore, and yeah, we've been fishing, we've been, we've been fishing together since, and uh, it's it's actually it's like it's great to have someone your own age or close to it, um, fishing because it's yeah, it just makes things a bit different, um. Sure. Yeah, and I want to ask you that actually, um, Keen, in terms of your age group, like, you know, I was kind of the same. My friends, they play golf. They think I'm mad. I think they're mad. Um, yeah. Do you, like, I suppose, did some of your friends when you were younger were fishing and dabbling in it? And then they, as you get older, they slowly drop away. Like, and then you're kind of the last man standing, is it? To be fair, I was only ever the only person I'd say by class to fish. There was one lad that, like, because I suppose, like, um, lads will always, or they'll, they'll dabble in it. Like, so, bro, like, we used to, the, the deal is beside me here. And uh, we, we used to always fish uh, spit shot and worm run up for, for trout uh, and salmon. We'd see the salmon splash in the pool and we'd run over. But uh, there was only there was only there was only two other lads that um, I knew the fish like, and that's yeah. And that that, that was, was in your it. town, but but when you're on about you know the the place in Foxford, yeah, where you started fishing. Was there any guys your age, let's say from different schools from other parts of North Mayo or Foxford or anywhere? No, there was there other lads. Uh, age, yeah. There was there was there was two lads, I suppose that um, I I knew that, that that did do a bit, but. They picked it up a lot later than I did, and they wouldn't have been as sort of as as immersed in it like um. So they yeah, they were fishing for about a, a a year or so, and and gave up after that. Like, uh, they like they wouldn't have been catching fish like um. And come here then when you let's say when you were away in college and things, and you said to your classmates in college or people in your year that you fished. How many of them, aside from the ones that Dara's already mentioned, is an R group that says you're mad. How many of them actually said, Do you know what, Keen, I'd love to try that. Did any of them? No, I I um yeah, the fishing is one I kind of uh yeah, I kind of don't broadcast it too much amongst amongst my friends because they just think it's like a, a worm and a hook. And that's it. Like it's yeah, it's it's some people have a very stereotypical view of it, even like in Ballina, where you have the famous salmon festival. Like no one, none of my friends, like I have friends from Ballinat too as well. All of them think fishing is just stick a worm in a hook and wait all day. Like so, um, yeah, no, like I'm just uh, they they just think of fishing is like the oh that one weird thing the king does. <laughs> yeah, that's but, just uh, just just ignore it, ignore we're it. Actually, we're actually playing that game. Do you know where you stick the card in your head? Yeah. And it says yeah. yes or one no. Of the, one of the one of the thing, one of the topics was fly fishing, and uh, we were in the pub. I wasn't paying attention to the game, 
And uh, one of the lads is just like, oh, oh, the, 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 thing that the thing the king does. I just like, I just turned over. I was just like, what? The thing that, yeah. You're... It's just like, it's it like, I'm like, I'm like, people all over the world do it too as well. Like. It, but isn't that interesting though, Kane, as well, like for, like, like I said, you know, the area of Ireland where you are, where there's so much salmon fishing. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's, um, I, I don't know how, like, it's like, that's, I really don't feel like my age group locally don't appreciate what they have. Like, um, even just like, like, you have sports like golf, surfing, like we have some of like the, we have Ennis Grown Golf Club and we have the finest of surfing in the area too as well and fishing and no one takes part in them either. Like, so it's just like, uh, we definitely live in a, in a, I suppose a TikTok TikTok generation, and I sort of, I suppose there's also also the fact that um, GA and other sports like soccer have just grown tenfold in the last few years. Like, um, like a lot of my friends back home, like going out the pub with them is a rare thing now because they've trained in the next day or a match. Like, and it's not training once a week; it's training like three times a yeah. week. That's just one sport, like. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. But then, Tom, did you, when you were growing up, Tom, um, Cornamona, like, did all the kids fish growing up, or was it same? Yeah, kind of huge, a huge amount of kids would have fished. Okay, uh, it was, and it was generally perch fishing with worms. So that was that's how we all did it. But like, like what Keen was saying there, like, GA was huge. We all played football. That's what you did here locally. Now, yeah. there probably wasn't any other things like you've mentioned there. We didn't have golf. We'd know other sports. Uh, soccer came late enough. So I was I was in my early 20s before soccer came here. So all we had was football. Yeah. And uh, and fishing. But you know, a few guys got onto fishing. But mo- you know, the big thing was for any outdoor sport was football. But football is huge. And I know from the, the area the Keen's in, and uh, we discussed before hanging up all Ireland club champions back in the early 2000s. So yeah, cross Malina. Yeah. So like it, it's huge. I know you're you're in a huge football area. So I can kind of understand where the guys are coming in because, like, you're talking training three times a week. I think when when I was playing underage, but um, it's training once a week, maybe twice. So you had more time for fishing. No, I literally like I basically quit football like the day I got really into fishing. Like we were, I was fishing on the deal with those two lads I was talking about earlier, and fishing was good. And dad called me. He was just like, Tina, you going to this train and it's it's getting close. <laughs> like it was it was it was North it was North Mayo development training. And uh I just did not feel like doing laps of the pitch that night. I was in the element sort of beside the river. So yeah, that was the day really I was just like, no, oh, that's when you knew it. Like, yeah. <laughs> You saw salmon heading and tailing at the end. Literally, of the yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Fake, <laughs> yeah. fake that. Good man. But, but tell us, what do you think, Keen, in terms of trying to get um, more younger people into the sport? Um, I know, obviously, you mentioned bubble and fly. You know, that's a good way in terms yeah. of you know trying to introduce kids to you know uh, to it. Any other things you think needs to be done in terms of? Is even the is it still that is it seen as kind of a twee kind of an older type sport or is there what's your thoughts on it? Well, I think if there was a significant amount of fish there for people to catch, it'd be a different mm-hmm. story. Um, 
The problem is, like, I spent years trying to catch my first salmon. I mean, years, like, losing fish after fish. Uh, and, like, I I just have a weird level of patience, like, um, so, that, like, not a lot of sort of cause of technology and, like, even my attention span has got shorter over the years. So I think, yeah, like, with, with the growing decline of salmon uh you really want to be sort of if you if if you have a, a nephew or a niece or you know someone uh some someone younger that, that may have an interest or develop an interest in fishing you really have to put them in the right spot the right time with the right setup because it can if like if if they don't catch fish it can be very discouraging particularly when they have so many other activities and stuff in their life, like GA or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's such a really pertinent point, uh, Keen, and we need fisheries now. All right. It's kind of hard for that to happen with salmon because even when loads of salmon, it was hard to catch loads of them. But to start people off, I think we should have, personally, I've always said this, there should be better availability of stocked fisheries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, seriously. I mean, yeah, uh, we're at we're at the. Um, I was at the the Irish Spring Angling Fair this year down in Kilkenny, and par- part of it because it was in Ardair Springs, and one pool was set aside and it was just stocked to the gills of rainbow trout, and anybody coming along and little kids could just chuck out anything, bubble and fly, they could cast a line, worm or anything, and they were catching fish and a smile on their face and, and it was great, it was great, and they didn't need the patience of job like you have, Do you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and that will get me. But yeah, because also as well, like we've seen around here, you know, sometimes if you want to turn a youth off, youth off fishing, uh, bring them out for a day on car when it's fishing tough. <laughs> and like, they'll never want to go fishing again. Oh, yeah, you know? 100%. Like, or even yeah. like with the Moy too as well, a lot of it is like primarily like slow and yeah. causes the drainage. So um, in my personal opinion uh, i like fast streamy water but i mean i did have to grow up with what what, what, what was available to me <clears throat> and that was just yeah like down gannons it's lovely water but it is slow um so yeah the, the likes of the worm or spinning isn't really appealing to anyone young like at the end of the day um i suppose this is ireland on the fly so I suppose um, like fly fishing definitely is probably to some of my age, the cooler, the sort of cooler thing, particularly now, I think it's fly fishing is like grown. It's, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's grown uh, apart from, from other methods. I hate saying this, but in some of them, some of the YouTube videos and things you can see, it, it can look a bit sexy if it's done right. Yeah, that's, for, I was yeah. trying to say that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, a better I, way of putting it. it. You know, because it does, you know, flowing water, yeah. fast water, yeah. uh, guys, chest waders in the water, just streaming past them. And, you know, so, yeah, I, I can see how that would be appealing. But I know what you're saying, a slow running water. I was always fascinated, Tom, uh, and keen by, um, I, I remember even when I first got into the sport, was uh, the American, there's a real kind of like part of it is it's it's almost like a surfing culture, you know. I suppose I'm primarily thinking maybe the steel headers. Yeah, you know, and, the, and these are the kind of guys who are you know out all season and they're you know drinking the beers you know and they're 
cast and then they're t- you know it's that surfing kind of vibe like you know it's, it's the red bandana group yeah mm-hmm. you know and, but it's a life it's a lifestyle yeah, That's style, the, yeah. 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 Oh, but you know what i'm going to say and i've got to touch it before get up well, i mean you just touched it out there you've good surfing in the area a yeah. lot of the locals don't go surfing either yeah well and, i, I you know, literally i i've only picked it up in the last in the last two years or so like it's I'm sure, like I don't know how I haven't picked it up earlier. Like, yeah, it's no one, and no one does and it. And however, like. however cool fly fishing can look, I mean, we're straight behind <laughs> surfing. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't have the long surfer hair now. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you have you you have. <laughs> Tom's a frustrated surfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I take it out of my fly rod. <laughs> <laughs> he watched Point Break when he was twenty, and it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but um actually we might as well just mention um the youth event while we're we'll mm. we'll, we'll put the notes into it in, in yeah. the episode notes yeah. just quickly since we're on youths um it's great to see east mayo anglers um do something so yeah east mayo um they have a youth events on august the 16th from 6 to 8 p.m at the disabled facility just above foxford and straight um, you'll see all the details on their on their website or on Facebook. I think they might have a post, and it's basically. I think you ha- you might have to book in advance just so they know what numbers are coming. Um, but I hope to be there, and it's it's a great opportunity for anyone who wants to learn how to to fish or, um, like you'll be taught all method all methods, not only just the fly, but um. Yeah, I, I hope to there. I might be doing fry tying or something like that. And um, yeah, it, it's definitely worth going. Um, so, Brilliant. Yeah. We'll put the information in, in the show notes mm-hmm. as well. And I suppose, yeah, look, if you've got a son or a daughter who, you know, you think might be into it as well, bring, you know, that's a good chance to kind of introduce. You You mightn't have any interest or know anything about it. It doesn't matter. Bring the kids along, you know. Yeah, I think it's a great, great idea. Great idea. And it's great, great to see something like that been around. If, if only there was... There was more of them because, as I said, like sometimes it mightn't be the right time for someone. I, I think the cool camps are over now, but um, uh, some like one event in the year might like families might be on holidays or you know like so. If there was more of them throughout the year, with even clubs across the country, like it definitely might get a, a better turnout. Yeah. So can come here. Tell us, like I said earlier, um, you're catching well, despite the yeah. um, despite the struggles this year. I think people are very envious in terms of your catch rate. Um, have mm-hmm. you any advice, tips, hints for people in terms of, um, I suppose, even just the consistency of your of your catching? Actually, I've like I considered like I I have had a good season considering the numbers of fish. Like uh, I've I've had, I'd say. Like it's not many at all in comparison to other seasons, but um, I've I'd say I've thirteen or fourteen fish now, but um, like that's I'm chuffed with that considering the season. Like I've only said I I've been out I'd say I say I've been out really just as just as many t- times. Like I the conditions have been dreadful this season this 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 season. Like um like. Dry June, like there was literally in the deal here beside me, there was no water in the river, like there was mm. literally just stones. Um, and it went from that extreme to absolute crazy rain. And um, that's not great for fishing because I do a lot of my fishing on the Owen Moor, um, but I, I suppose and the Moy too as well. But 
just meant that the girls came all of a sudden and way too fast. Like, um, a lot of them just shot up above the club water where I fished in the more. Um, and as for the moi, yeah, it's there's there's same. It's the same as the one more. There's 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 a uh, there's not as many grills there either. But um, yeah, I don't. I do primarily do. I prim- primarily do most of my spring fishing on the 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 East Mayo, and um, but oh, the one more for me is summer fishing. And how often would you be out during the summer, say, uh, Kane? April and May, I'd say I fished more than all summer. Like. Right. That's probably because I was mad chasing springers and it was the first year kind of being able to do it like. Um no, it put me it put me behind a bit in the college work, but uh I was kind of happy to do it for a while. I got two fish in, in May, at the beginning of May, and the last fish I hooked was a huge uh double figure fish, and I actually lost him. Uh and I was just like, this is it. This is the start of the season. It was, I think it was like the, the 7th of May. And I hooked him up at Howley's in East Mayo. And I was like, this is it. The spring, the spring run is on the way. And the grills won't be long after. Like, but it just didn't materialize after that. So didn't mind at the time. But after that, looking back, I was just like, gosh, I wish I'd had that fish. The pain arrived later. <laughs> but no, I, I'd say, yeah, I, I'd say maybe... 15 times this season I've been out. And um, right. that's, yeah, it hasn't, like, I try to get out maybe I once or twice a week, uh, depending on conditions. Um, it's it's hard fishing. Like, it's, um, if I do go out, I like to go for a whole day because you really do, this year in particular, you really do have to sort of graph for the fish. Like, um, it's not and like... Stick at it. Yeah. Like, Don't expect one in a couple uh, of hours. I used to go out after work for an hour or two and catch a few fish and go home. And but yeah, you'd be lucky. You'd be lucky if you'd done that this year. Like it's really just I pick one or two good days in the week when the conditions are right and I fish it for hours on end. And I like a fish is a is a good day, one fish. And that's in comparison to other seasons is is yeah. And come here, Keane, what do you do then back end coming up now? Like, I hate to say this, but like there are actually only seven weeks or yeah, seven I know. weeks it's left in the season. Yeah. I know it's crazy stuff. Like, right, there's what's left of August and September. Do you do much back end fishing? And if you do, where do you go? I would have never, I would have never done really much um, in the season fishing now. But those, um, I, not that it's particularly great for the end of the end of the season like um, I still do fish Dormore just because it's so like it's Dormore is 20 minutes away from me and the the Moy is about half an hour so Dormore is just on my doorstep so it's just about trying to get now more than the quality of the fishing um, and right. uh, yeah and any tips, uh, Kane, for people like uh, I could just listen to you there? It's obviously if you can, you know, give the day, you know what I mean? So put in the hours in terms of that. And then I suppose ideas if you're in a situation where, you know, the conditions are going to be good and you can take a day, you know, is that the kind of it's being able to maximize that? Like, I, I like to simplify fly fishing and particularly for salmon. I think like when I started out fly fishing and um, I was just like, I spent so much money too as well. Money that I probably couldn't afford when I was younger <laughs> on fly lines, 
endless YouTube videos just because obviously like um uh like my family wouldn't be into fishing so I just had myself uh endless YouTube videos and spent a load of money on just fly lines that were useless like and there's always that case too as well sometimes you go into the tackle shop and you come out with something you you ended up you end up like not wanting um as so, somebody who works in the tackle trade yeah uh, Ken, i don't think that's a particularly bad thing <laughs> yeah well it, I, I, I suppose i do always dig out do always dig out something that i may have bought sort of five years uh, ago thanks because yeah. i was just about to say that because you'll have yeah. us if you keep us you never know when it's gonna you know you never know when it's gonna come in handy again yeah, like I really just like to simplify it. Um, I, like I do mostly mostly double hand fishing, so I like to keep the a relatively short rod, like sort of 12, 13 foot. Um, the Oracle Scandi ranges are very cheap uh, for anyone getting into fishing, um, and they're really keep... good. And they're really good rods too, aren't they? they are, yeah. 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 Now my my Oracle Scandi retired. Um, <laughs> It got sat on in the car by by a passenger. I forgot to like break it up after fishing. Um, but uh, it was only sort of it got a good few fish, so it retired deservingly. So, um, so uh, yeah, I don't have it anymore. But I I loved it. So yeah, the, the Oracle Scandies keep the salmon lines as short as possible. We live in Ireland, like so rivers aren't huge. We're not fishing in Norway, and um, I like it. Uh, a line a shooting headline between sort of 30 and 33 feet and um, have like some people have uh, uh, pouches of sink tips in like, so many different like lengths and mm. like I only ha- I, like, I primarily only use three sink tips I use uh, an intermediate and um, a slow sink and a fast sink I think you're just overcomplicating it, uh, mm. particularly in the summertime uh, when you're trying to like get every sort of level, like, um, and keep the leader length short. Um, How long, leader. actually? What le- what length? What what's your average leader length? The the last the last day I was fishing, I was or it was yesterday. I was chopping and changing flies so much, which I usually don't do. Uh, my my leader was like like two two foot by the end of it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't as yeah it it doesn't really make salmon aren't leader shy, so mm. I wouldn't really use strong like because particularly on the more um there's big fish there, so you don't want fishing ten pounds uh, tippet. And so what what do you use? Is it what tippet strength do you use on the Owen Moore? Um, I. Use sort of between fifteen and twenty pounds, right. and right. when it when it's like I when it gets really low, maybe thirteen. But uh, that's fluorocarbon now, so obviously it's that can be uh, in the in, with the Rio brand. They're a lot thicker than they're lot th- sorry. The diameter is a lot thinner than. And, and it's very it's very interesting that because that happened to us once when we were, and this happens to trout fishermen, because yeah. if they go salmon fishing, they up. And they think they're upping a lot to ten pounds. Yeah, but but you know it's it's no. not enough. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, Like, and even just like you're fishing a really fine tippet, 
Um, out here in Mayo, particularly, like the wind will just, it'll wreck your head. So um, I find a thicker diameter, um, stronger uh, tippet will reduce sort of wind knots and you'll be able to turn over tubes too as well, small little tubes, right. a lot yep. easier. So, and yeah, I know some people fish two flies. I don't, I always fish one fly. Um, I like to think that if I get hook a fish of a lifetime, then I not, don't have to worry about um, the, the second fly. Um, I only fish two flies when I'm fishing the bubble and fly. Um, but now with the fly rod, of course, I might fish two flies depending on the pool. If I just get a, a feeling um, about it, I might fish two flies. I might put like a, a bead, a small bead of fly on the dropper and just a regular double or uh, or treble on the on, on the point. Because um, obviously, like some some people put the weight of fly on the point, but I prefer it on the dropper because if you catch a fish, you don't have to worry about the... If you catch a fish in the dropper, you don't have to worry about the, the tube getting 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 caught and... Um, no, that's a good advice. Um, yeah, great advice. Actually. Like I said, keep it simple. You know, yeah, it, can, yeah. it can be a bit bewildering between the sketches, the candies, yeah, yeah, leaders, poly oh, tips. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, all that. There's, for anyone that's listening, um, there's the Airflow Rage line. Um, it's a great line, particularly. Um, I don't want to go into grains, confuse people, and all that, but I'll just say it anyways. Go about. 30 or 40 grains above the above the uh, line recommendation on your rod because it's a very short line. Won't get into the scientifics of it. Um, but it just loads the rod nicely for someone that's a beginner. Um, and it's great for windy conditions. Or there's another line I had is uh, Gale Force do great lines. Uh, I think it's the the switch, the Gale Force switch. switch. Um, so get whatever size depending on your on your on your rod that's a very short line too as well and it comes with the comes with the running line too as well which the rage doesn't you have to buy running line yeah. separately it's integrated they're two short lines that are just great for rivers in Ireland and actually just speaking of the rivers have you travelled much around Ireland or abroad um, no I actually like because um, I'm only like I'm driving the last um, driving the last five years now I've really only know I've only I've only fished the Moy and no more and the, the deal rivers that are sort of I would have fished anyways growing up, and so no I I like the river the season it always seems so long at the start but um and you have people asking you to go up north to the the Morn and the Finn and 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 that but I all like I'm always I'm always like next season but uh, you never know. Um, you're too you're too busy catching on on your own local yeah, rivers, like. Mm. yeah like yeah it's um yeah I I I I mean I love the rivers we have here like um so I'm not complaining one bit at all like but people come from all over the world to fish here so exactly nothing wrong do with actually it. and come here do you have any any let's say bucket list because we're always on about bucket list any place internationally overseas you'd like to go to Iceland for sure um mm. like. We have a lot of Peaty rivers here, which in its own, I, I like that because I like not, I like sort of the unknown of not, not of they're not, like not knowing whether there's a 20 pound fish in the pool or 
five pound fish or no fish at all. <laughs> um, I like the sort of mystique and sort of peaty water. Um, but um, I suppose in terms of Iceland, it would be a great learning experience because you get to sort of you get to understand fish behavior a lot more in the clear water. You get to see them sort of, you know, separating as your flies going down the pool, like ignoring it and different reactions to that. So 100% Iceland. And that's on my book, particularly for trout too as well. So I'd say there's no other, there's no better place to get me into a bit of a trout fishing. (laughs) I don't do it enough here. I've locked on right in my shore and I don't do a bit of it. Keen, um, as I'm sure you probably know, our last question to every guest is for their most memorable fish on the fly. So I'm guessing it's going to be a salmon from either the Onmore or the Moy. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, have, I have two. I have two because obviously the my first salmon was my most uh, uh, memorable. I caught that on the at the back of the town of Oxford on the the Moy. Uh, I was, I'd say, I was eleven. And uh, my granddad was beside me. He just happened to walk down at the time. He was beside me when I caught the fish. Uh, it was fresh fish, about five pounds, bubble and fly, um, orange and gold shrimp. And yeah, it was just because I had spent years. I think that season I fished every day. And <laughs> my grandparents, they lived beside the river there. And uh, so it was literally a roll out of the bed down the river and fished every day that season and got that fish i think it was sort of the end of july and yeah i was delighted with that and the second fish is on the old moor we got that recently it was 21 pounds and uh yeah i was just when it was a very subtle take but uh i was i, I ended up i ended up being 40 minutes in them i know there's the Pound to minute ratio when it comes to fish, but for a big fish like that, they're the boss. Like it's it's particularly that fish, it was re- well rested. And uh, I got him in like a I got him in low water too as well. So the river wasn't too big at that point, but it was very narrow. And sometimes it can be very hard and uh, play a fish when he just sort of when he doesn't have like much um area to run. Um, it's like it's easy to play a fish in the moy sometimes because click on the ridge because they'll just rip up and down the river they have that space but in a big fish on light tackle it's just a different story but uh, 40 minutes playing them and I just couldn't believe it when well it was actually the, I, I my net was too big or, or too small and <laughs> uh, yeah I, I literally I, I had my net I put it on the, on the on the bank as I was playing the fish and uh yeah, I was sort of wondering sort of how the fish was going to fit in it. I ended up ditching, trying to sort of get him in the net because it was just, I was only going to damage the fish too as well because he was so big, like it was just under the meter. Um, uh, so try to, to beach him the first time. Uh, I made the silly decision of running over to grab his tail, but <laughs> the fish was facing me and my legs were wide open. So the fish, the, I, I'm pretty good at tailing fish, like, uh, but I don't know, was it nerves or heat at the moment or whatever? Uh, just touched him and he shot through my legs. I was just like, <laughs> if I lose this fish, I deserve it 100%. And uh, didn't lose him. I had to 
jump over me rods, jump <laughs> over me line, and reel in the slack line. And 10, 10 minutes later, I got him the second time, just about, <laughs> yeah, just under the meter, 21 pounds, well rested fish. Um, I'd say he was in it since April, anyways. But uh, yeah, it was, it was like something prehistoric when, it, when I seen it. Like, it was crazy. I couldn't believe my eyes. Well deserved, though. Well deserved. Fantastic. One thing I regret is not getting scale samples because uh, it would have been mm. interesting to know sort of what age and the, just the profile of the fish. But I, I was so excited and I wanted to get the fish back as soon as possible that um, mm. I didn't. But uh, yeah. When, was that the biggest of the season or was that one of the... I'm not sure, actually. Um, it could well have been like, I don't think there's been... There is fish um, that size running run the river. Um, but... I, I I don't think I haven't seen a fish that I've seen a, two or three 18 pounders on the old motor in the last um four four years, but haven't seen any, anything over that now. But uh yeah, they're they're there. Um uh, uh not so much in the mine now, but um you never know. Well, I tell you, Kane, if anybody's gonna go to get them, <laughs> I, I I think I'll be seeing it on your Instagram face. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I do. You know what? Um, actually, jo- uh, Johnny and Yamo were in Norway at the time, and uh, we have a group chat up, and uh, <laughs> they were blanking every single day. And uh, I sent a message of a voice note to the group out of breath. Oh, lads, I've just been playing this 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 fish for the last 40 minutes, and uh, sent a picture, and they were dead. dead gas like just like you think you have to go abroad for some yeah. fish and that's like, yeah we're like but really like they're we're blessed with the rivers here like we don't realize it like well Keen, i tell you fantastic. you might only be 23 but jesus we have a lot to learn from you i tell you for yeah. a lot of people I, listening I, like so i think i think regardless of what you know on fishing like um there's there's something like i i do like fishing with um other people because no matter how much you know, you'll always learn something new from someone else. Like so, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, listen, um, tight lines for what's left of the season. Um, I think we should check in with you regularly because I keep keep tabs on how you're doing. Because, like I said, yeah, um, there's a lot to be learned from you and uh, your experience thus far. And just a reminder, as well to people, just we put in the show notes just for the uh, youth event for uh, the East Mayo Angler Association we were checking out as well if um, you've any young kids just interested in getting involved and um, yeah it'd be a great event but um, best of luck for the rest of the season Keane and thanks for joining us thanks so much guys our thanks to Keane O'Boyle for joining us on the show don't forget to rate review and follow the Ireland on the Fly podcast on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from Plus, you can keep up to date on IrelandOnTheFly.com as well as on Instagram. And myself and Tom will be back with another episode about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland.